The funny line in Evolution. The funniest line in the show. <laughs> the funny line. And it was in the trailer. Yeah, it was indeed. Welcome to Movies You Should See. Uh, This week, we're going to be doing the classic 1952. Yes. Singing in the Rain. (laughs) We're not joking. No, we're not. We're going to do Singing in the Rain. (laughs) How about that? The fight that you lot put up when I said we're doing Singing in the Rain. I didn't. You didn't didn't because you weren't there. (laughs) You cringed. You, You all did that. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, so I just point out that this came from Richard. Thing. I don't want to watch the Waterfront, Citizen Kane, or High Noon because they're in black and white and old. Smith. When have I? Um, hang on, 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 hang on. Hang on, hang on. He has on repeatedly hang on, on many occasions hang on, said that he doesn't want to watch hang these old films. Why? Why I have never said. I have never said that I don't want to watch a film because it's in black and white. That's just no, one of your random was, sweeping because statements. Because it was old made up. and in black it's, and white. You said we live in a technical age, Michael. Only in I remember it well. And Singing in the Rain is not in black and white. So no. what, what? No, it's not. You just threw that in to be randomly nasty. No, I, 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 threw, I threw that in because... I'd just like to take this good. moment to remind everybody that Mike said all horror films are shit. Mm. <laughs> a bit shit. And that's really good. Yeah. managed to last a whole week without mentioning that. Yeah. 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 You, you, you also managed to not let me get a word in edgeways either. But, uh, that was I my like plan. Like I just kept talking over you. Yeah. Whatever you had to say, I just kept talking. Stop the mouth! <laughs> okay, let's ground this one now. We are doing Singing in the Rain, and it is an absolutely fantastic this classic. Is this is our it. first musical. Me and Mike were apprehensive about watching this film last night. So hang on, if you're Craig Bevan... Oh, oh hang on, am I Craig Bevan? I think so. You are, you yeah. Are Craig Bevan, yeah. I'm Craig Bevan. I'm Michael Horror as shit Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Richard Mike Makes Up Lies About Me Smith. <laughs> I'm Alison Downing. I'm just an Ophir, we're sat in my barn. Yes, yeah. indeed we are. A few chickens. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a great there's barn. There's some girl over the there with a small baby. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. That's Jesus. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Jesus is a woman? <laughs> Someone at the door. Three three men? I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I know. They look they're very, very clever. <laughs> very clever guys. Then, <laughs> Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Sure, yeah. Chuck Norris at the back. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's going to kill those guys. Isn't that, isn't that star bright outside? <laughs> this isn't the Christmas, this isn't the Christmas show, show Mark no. 2, which apparently is going to happen, although I really No, that's in a couple... It's been on the calendar for weeks. What, Christmas? It's Christmas happens every year, Christmas let's face it. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> yeah, we, we might even do films set at Christmas. Christmas Speaking is for which, life. Christmas that would be better. Is Black Christmas? Anyone read anything about it? Know anything about it? No. Horror no. no. films set Christmas... No, no, okay. No, cool. I don't know. We do, I do have plans for this year's Christmas extravaganza. Well, do we tell at some an, point. It's I, an extravaganza well, no, that's, now. That's the, that'd be like telling what 
film we're doing next week. It's, no, no, not now, no, but do no. tell us. Tell <laughs> In secret. We, before we <laughs> sit there going, the what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll tell you weeks beforehand and give you copies of all the Yeah, which are, all of these, all of this dialogue here is quotes from Singing in the Rain. You just may not realise yeah. it. Yeah. Because they're silent films at the start. Yeah, that's right. Silent films about people who are making a Christmas movie podcast. Yeah, yeah, then you can pick up on that. way ahead of their time. So Singing in the Rain, starring Gene Kelly, Debbie Reynolds and Donald O'Connor. Yes. A classic MGM musical, one of the great family of MGM musicals that were kicking about in the 50s. This is essentially a dead genre. Name some others. Uh, well done. <laughs> oh. uh, Oklahoma? Uh, Oklahoma was not one, but... Seven Bites for Seven Brothers? Was one. South Pacific? I don't know. We could go on. MGM Look. Studios. <laughs> Tristan's killing himself <laughs> Made a lot of films <laughs> they did, where, they did, they did. where dancing and singing was a key element of what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got the new Cinema Chips advert, which is really, if you've not seen that, none of been to the No. no. Oh, the, when you go to the yeah, cinema. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. it hurt? Yeah, it's painful. Dude, chips, glorious chips. If that I've thing I care about my dignity. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just need a job. Got to pay the rent. That need kid food. is going to get, he's going to be like, Star Wars kid is going to be bullied. Not as so, much as the Frosties the, kid who's going to taste great. Yeah. They're going to do it. I'm going to smash your face in. I am. Yeah, so, yeah, there, there were a lot. I once <laughs> threatened the kid from the Yellow Pages advert in a pub in Hull. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, was that one? Uh, no, you're just naming musicals now. Yes, MGM musicals were a sort of. Most of them had Gene Kelly in. It's fair right. to say, and they were made by MGM. And they were they were all made and by MGM by their very definition. Was there MGM. dancing? Yes, <laughs> mainly a lot of dancing. So singing the rain, as we were saying in the car on the way to the bar. It's all about this guy who sings in the rain. In the rain, <laughs> no. We follow about various forms of precipitation <laughs> vocal technique. We follow. This is actually by a the story. end of it, you are saturated. Oh. <laughs> it's gushing with emotion. Yeah, it is. Certainly oh, no. gushing. It's kind of a, a downpour of entertainment <laughs> cascading over you. <laughs> it's like it's like a river of family entertainment. We had to take the plunge last night. <laughs> Good to be back. Uh, Rich is sorry, just... I let that one run away. <laughs> and now you're all the like plug. a drain. Sorry, continue, Richard. You lie, Smith. This week's pun down. <laughs> oh. I think we have a winner, Craig. Oh, <laughs> Right. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Sorry, listen to us. This is about two well. kids whose father comes back. I haven't seen him for 15 years. Oh, oh, right, right. Everybody right. just so being serious. And he needs to buy this toy for his kid. And oh. he can't get one. It's Christmas Eve. Oh. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Let's sing in the rain. We follow the, our story shown through the eyes of a, a major Hollywood star yeah. and his best friend uh, and sort of bit of stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, as Liz co-star as well. Yeah. Eventual co-star. Well, oh, and, yeah, no, she's, she's, co-star. She's, she's there. She just yeah. doesn't speak. Does we she? have she's... Gene Kelly playing Don Lockwood, the Hollywood star. Donald O'Connor's his best friend. Debbie Reynolds is his bit of stuff. Who plays... Um, oh, what's her name? Kathy Selden. No, no, the, the blonde one. Lana Lane. Last... Lena. 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 Lena Lamont. I'm, Lamont. I'm Lamont. in sp- uh, yeah. Spartacus. You're in Spartacus. That's the word that won't come out of my head, Tristan. You can see it and you, you're watching me. You're just watching me going, you can't say the word. I want to hear you say Spider-Man so we can laugh. I thought you Spider-Uperman. Spider-Uperman. Lois Lane was what you thought you were going to say, but didn't. Yeah. Yeah. This was why when I said the guy in Jurassic Park was Richard Hammond, but he's actually the presenter off Top Gear. <laughs> the good old Hammond. Okay. Oh, People no. with similar names confuse me. <laughs> oh, well, right. Well. So he comes back after 15 years. <laughs> on holiday to this island. No, he's gone. No, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. We follow he's the studio's transition from being a silent movie maker to a talking movie maker. Suddenly, a big revolution in Hollywood. Yeah. The talkie. Um, and it's seen from the point of view of the studio's main stars and their friends. And the and transition their, to this. Their adventures in speaking. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, this... Which has nothing to do with the title at all, whatever. So, of no. course, for me growing up, as I'm sure many of you have, was this first time any of you, like, obviously, Rich, you'd I've seen, seen Singing in the Rain before? Eight million times. I, it was the second time I've seen okay, this. Mike. First time, first, first time, time, last first time. Yep. Right. For 25 years, okay, bearing in mind if you could remember from the moment you were born, um, my image, as I'm sure yours has been, of Singing in the Rain has been Gene Kelly in the fucking rain. Singing. And singing. And, and being in love. And that's, that's all I have ever seen. Yeah. I know nothing about it. So to actually find that there was a plot yeah. was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <coughs> a plot and characters it's and it's story. To find that there were jokes that made me laugh within the first five yeah. minutes was what really threw me. I was not expecting to enjoy this one bit. Neither of us were, really. We, no, we didn't want to I watch was, it. I was killing myself yeah, laughing in places. It was um, hilarious. The, the stuff at the beginning where he's talking about to... He's talking in the front... Uh, he's talking in front of a premiere about um, his life and... His success and his and success and everything that he's saying is being directly contradicted by a flashback illustrating <laughs> what he's talking about. Yeah. All the stunts yeah. and stuff like that. And, and just that was hilarious at the beginning. And the, the various moments throughout, which we will come really? to later on. Really? That made you laugh? <clears throat> yes. That surprised me. See, now I haven't... I haven't laughed. I don't think I laughed once at this. No, sorry, I've laughed twice. There was one bit... Not the actual story that he's talking about, but he nearly slips at one point and nearly tells the truth and then changes his... He stutters. Yeah. Mm. That made me giggle. Um, but I've been impressed in, in other ways. I just thought all the... I, I, just, I just found it funny, all the ridiculous <coughs> stunts mm. he had to go through <laughs> and the bad cutting to like, get around it as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what's made it interesting for me is the fact that it's a story about cinema. Yeah, yeah, mm. it is. It's a little it's history a li- lesson. Yeah, it is a little yeah. history. Yeah. The whole, you know, what jazz singer did. And yeah, and it works on so many levels. This film. There's How- so many little nuances to what it's actually saying. To mm-hmm. We have the commentary on yeah, what happened in Hollywood. Uh, I question how realistic all of that is and how historically accurate, but it's a fair enough depiction. It's, of what it's accurate happened. in the sense that a lot of the actors who were the stars of silent movies suddenly became very much out of work when 
the talkies came in because, because they couldn't they talk. couldn't talk mm. um, and because they were hired on their appearance and their ability to move and yeah. not on their ability to deliver dialogue accurately mm. and so yeah and suddenly and those yeah. who did survive it had to learn an entirely different set of skills Bloom would have made a fortune I'm going to say ironically now <laughs> the ability to speak is somewhat <laughs> secondary <laughs> discarded you know if we were that bothered would there ever have been an Arnie film <laughs> not one not Harold one strong. you know it's so we have we have the talky bit of it there's commentary running within the film about the making of the film itself yeah so many things that happen to the characters in this film mirror well, let, what well, was let's, actually let's, happening when the film was well, made well let's, let's do another rough plot a rough again. plot uh, I mean we've already established it yeah it's about uh, the, the film industry at the time and it's about the leading stars at the time going through this transition what essentially happens is they discover this little test and it's a big a big cinema screen and it's a guy just talking and he's going, watch my mouth and the sound is coming out. And it's like, oh my God, it's unbelievable. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like somebody behind the screen. Yeah. Come out from behind there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that they, they got the sound and the picture together. So yeah, this transition goes ahead and it's all about them keeping up with the pace of all the other successful talkie films coming out. Uh, along the way he meets... Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. So what happens is they go to the premiere, it's a smash. Don Lockwood and Lena <clears throat> Lamont are the big stars of yeah. Hollywood. Think of them as the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie of their time. Yeah, effectively. That sort yeah. of thing. And they make films together and people go and see their films because they are in their films together. And there's this whole sort of, they're supposedly a couple who are wonderfully in love and it's yeah. not publicly known that he actually hates her and really looks down on her because she's fucking dumb. Yeah. And annoying. And annoying. Uh, so it comes for them to start making talking films. That's so hilarious when it comes <clears throat> to the fact that she's finally got to speak. Yeah. And she has the most annoying voice. She's got the, a really terrible, like, nails on chalkboard voice. <laughs> it's just awful. She, There's nowhere yeah. we can listen to this woman. She's no. hideous. She noticeably doesn't speak for a very conspicuously of the yeah. of the movie. And when she does, it goes straight camera <laughs> into her face and she speaks and we all go... <gasps> Yeah. You all think I'm dumb or something? <laughs> well, well, no. Uh. <laughs> so we then move on into the struggle of the studio wanting to make a film that features talking. Well, it features their two main features stars. Features their two main one stars. Of one of their stars, Gene Kelly, is this all-singing, all-dancing superstar of an actor and performer. Who can make the transition. Who can make the transition and better than anyone else and all that sort of thing. By the way, and if you hear very strange rattling noises, yeah. that is the... That's storm <laughs> If I could stop that, well, <laughs> I'd be God. There's another person who's uh, possibly looking at being unemployed as well, and that's Cosmo, because he's the pianist who's been sat at the front of movie theatres playing. No, he plays the mood music on set. Mood yes. music on yeah. set yeah. for them to get into the mood because oh, right. they're not even speaking the lines. Okay, to get into but the still, mood. He, he's he, yeah. You know, Suddenly he he, he could be unemployed. Well, they he haven't doesn't... gone as far as thinking about scoring the films. Yeah, or at least they haven't. Because I, I admit I haven't got all the way through singing the rain because you guys turned up. I've been very busy. This well, week. they just make him head of the music department. Yeah, that's uh, that's very easily taken care of. I think <laughs> to the point you're not really meant to worry about it because yeah. for for three seconds it's oh that's great I'm out of a job you're not out of a job I'm making you the head of the new music department yeah. over and done with. Yeah, mm. I think. Um, There's a lot of those snap decisions in there. <coughs> it's quite yeah. amusing. Uh, probably just put there for the 
hell of it just to keep the story moving on because what about all the other mood music pianists working yeah. on they yeah. aren't all head of the sound mm. some of them no. did lose their jobs you know, mm. or did they become sound men did they I don't know it seems to be die. what happens mm. you know about sound huh <laughs> no you see hold that uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about sound I just know more than you point that furry thing at that guy's face <laughs> Uh, we go through their struggle to actually start recording in sound. I think this is where you were actually the microphone. Up to. Mm. The microphone. Yeah. Please just talk into the microphone. The microphone <laughs> is here. Talk into it. It where will be recorded. And you can't do that. There's a wire from the microphone. It goes into that box. A man records it. On a record. <laughs> Awesome. She stuff. just she just cannot do it. She's talking all over the place. Um, they try and reposition the, yeah, reposition the mic as well, so it picks up a heartbeat like that. And the director is losing the plot. That's to one to direct of the things woman. that happened while making the film was they strapped the microphone to Debbie Reynolds' chest in exactly the same way, and it picked up her heartbeat, and they had to try and work around it. Right. That's one of the times when the actual making of the film. Uh, became the film yeah Mm. became the film Debbie Reynolds was a very unusual choice in that she'd never been anything in anything else she couldn't sing and she couldn't dance so to be in a musical as a main star was perhaps not the cleverest (laughs) thing for her to do (laughs) no Um, which one's Kathy Seldon the 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 girl girl he meets yeah. yeah yeah Really? You yeah. know she's Carrie Fisher's mum, don't you? No, I don't, but I do now. We'll do get on to yeah. that. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Ho- Hollywood royalty, <laughs> Debbie Reynolds, mm. as much as it goes, but as this was her first film, could do nothing. But Jean hated her, Jean didn't Jean hated her. Didn't want her for the part. I believe Judy Garland was considered beforehand, mm. which would have been infinitely better because she could sing and dance <laughs> and do all the things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, he hit the fucking roof when he found out she was going to be in it. And a lot of the dance sequences are her standing on something and they dance around her. That sort of thing. You have to watch and analyse it and watch it a few times. Yeah, but that's fair enough because there's not many people that could hold a candle to to him. There aren't now, but... No, now now there's nobody. Mm. But back then, there were lots of people because that's the films that were being made. And that's what I want to get onto a bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You could make them because those people were around. Nobody has that amount of talent now because, as we were saying earlier... I wouldn't say amount of talent. I would say that that kind kind of of talent. talent. Yeah. 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 Those skills. Yeah. And the dedication. That is... And again, not nobody. It's just that nobody wants to watch it anymore. I'm sure there yeah, are people yeah. who could still do that, but and no one wants to invest any money into this particular genre. Because I, as you quite rightly passed, said, yeah. it's dead. Yeah. I suppose mm. those people are making uh, actual Broadway musicals in West End plays, or working that, so. in Bollywood where the musical is still alive and well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, you know that. It's to, actually, to say it's dead, it's not dead. It's just dead in Hollywood. It's yeah. been converted. Yeah. <laughs> it's been Asiafied. Um, because we have we have different attitudes towards the music now. I mean, we were, again, we were saying in the car that the, this film was sold on the songs that were in it. You weren't sold on the plot. You weren't no, sold. No, we were talking about the trailers. Weren't yeah, we? it's it's all about the songs that are in it. That trailer lists every song and gives you a little preview of the song. Now, were people going to see the songs being performed? I don't know. We have a lot less of that nowadays where you have an artist and you go and see well, that artist. That harks back to the Superman trailer mm-hmm. and all about it was selling it not on, on its ability as a film. film. You will believe a man, man can, can fly. fly. Yeah. 
that's the famous one. And now it's more based on story. Story. Yeah, mm. narrative. Whereas back then it was, what are you going to see? What are you going to do next? You, you know, know, what's what going to shock you? How will gonna... cinema dazzle you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than on <clears> the story, <throat> which is now what we want to watch because we can do everything. So it's got to be. Can you? Well, not <laughs> me particularly, but you know, in terms of cinema, they can do anything now. So yeah, you can with CGI and whatever. Whatever else, whatever technology they want to throw into. Okay, well, since you've brought it up, this is where I'm going to have to jump in. Structure-wise, probably a bit off. But the level of stunt performance in this film was gobsmacking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was... I I know which scene you're particularly talking about. Well, so far, all I've seen is when he's playing... um, Oh, shit. Is he French Renaissance? Who is he? The Dueling Cavalier. Where he jumps... He jumps... Uh, grabs the chandelier, kicks the guy in the face, turns around, stabs the other guy behind him. Wow! Ducks, <laughs> misses a load of bricks flying over his head. Wow. Yeah. Amazing! And that was Gene Kelly. Yes, yeah, it's all that's the point. We we don't have. I I don't want to oh, I don't want to piss on anybody's parade, but we we don't have that level of dedication. I don't think in cinema anymore. Jackie Chan. Apart from Jackie Chan, people like Jackie Chan who will do it again and again and again and again until it is perfect. It's about the health and safety laws as well. You know, simple as that. Jackie Chan is one who says that he hates making Hollywood films because they won't let him do what he wants to do because he'll kill himself one day, and you can't have that happen halfway through a movie because then you have to finish it with crap CGI. That's that's what the stuntmen are for. They're there to die. You're there to be the star. Uh, whereas, God, back in the 50s and even earlier, so a lot of the stuff Laurel and Hardy did and that sort of thing was all them when they're climbing a high-rise steel. It's stuck in, isn't it? It's, the, it's the silent film, but there's the stuff like um, the very oh, famous Lord. shot where the, the chap walks out of a house, walks uh, a few metres in front, and then the whole of the front, front of the, of the house, house falls collapses. down and mm-hmm. he get the, the window lands, the yeah. window hole lands where he stood. Jackie Chan did you a know, similar version it, in uh, Project A to... You know, and that sort of stuff. The balls of that, you know what I mean? You miss your mark, and, and there's a house on your head. Yeah. 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 Without, I'm sure there's a better way of articulating this, but this is a performance movie. It's got that old mm. style of acting. You have to get your head around it. It's like, little Johnny, little Susie, I'm off to the war. <laughs> Don't go, Daddy. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, very few cuts. Mm. You know, for, we're there to watch the dance. Yeah. Mm. yeah? This it's, it's, I, it's I, heightened I, sort of escapism type... Theater musical vaudeville I mean the, the, you get flashes of that during this piece as well where mm. these various places that he's performed and things like that well, musicals are about the performance yeah. Yeah. this is what my issue was with Moulin Rouge was that it was not about the performance and you had to make it like that because Ewan McGregor is not will never be Gene Kelly mm. Couldn't be. Does I'm sorry because I know some of you really like him, but the man does not have the capacity to do that. And Nicole Kidman is less talented than Debbie Reynolds was. But the thing is, they didn't try to do that. That was why I hated that film but so they much. They it didn't was, try and be and those that. people. They did you, it. Something you know, totally, they, they, totally they made different. something totally different. You, you know how <laughs> it's I, a modern. I, musical, I joke that I mean? maybe Torchwood should have someone on set who's actually seen some fucking sci-fi. Moulin Rouge should, should have had someone on set who'd actually seen a fucking musical before. And uh, you could do a side-by-side... Comp- I could do an hour-and-a-half-long lecture, actually, on, on why Moulin Rouge is crap and only use uh, Singing in the Rain as source material. Because it does everything that Moulin Rouge does wrong. It's, it's, you can't... I can't compare them, You mate. can't compare them. They're it's not totally, the same. totally anyway, different. Anyway, harking back to the performance <clears throat> thing, yeah. it's... 
accentuated because at the end of all the dance pieces that I've seen so far, they hold and they hold that big smile and they hold that position until it fades into the next scene. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, these things could... And seeing the rain is done as a stage It's like, each, it's like mm. a little act. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a sketch type thing, but yeah. obviously, but all linear. But yeah, what has impressed... We'll say we're not seeing... I don't know how it pans out. I haven't got to that famous singing in the rain scene yet. Oh, that's lovely. But... The dedication and the level of the performance, all Have you seen the make, it, make them laugh bit? Yeah. Oh, oh horrible, horrible. You didn't, didn't like that? No, like it, was, it. It, was, it was like being on acid. Uh, I imagine at the time when that kind of slapstick stuff was funny, it would be hilarious. Um, I didn't find it amusing at all, but I did appreciate the physical skill. Yeah. And without a, <clears throat> unbelievable, oh, I, and I, I did I, laugh at the very end when he fell through the wall. That, that was made amazing. Me piss mm. myself. I, I saw just, it coming, but yeah, it was still no, funny. I didn't see it coming. Did you not? No, that's oh, why. That's oh. why I think I laughed. It was just like. <laughs> He really throws himself around, though, doesn't he? You know, he's constantly falling over. I don't find that funny. It's not funny. I'm just appreciating his skills as a dancer to be able to just fall over time and time and time again. I was saying to you guys in the car as well, I mean, uh, you look at Gene Kelly and you look at, what's his name? Donald O'Connor. The guy who plays Cosmo. uh, And they're dancing together and Gene Kelly's, you know, he's spot on. But for me, Cosmo just shines that extra bit. It looks like he's not even touching the floor. Mm. He's just floating floating around. around. And... It's unbelievable. I was going to say, the closest thing that I can think that's touched that in recent history is possibly Michael Jackson's Thriller video mm. with the level of dance that was on that because I've been reportedly be told, been told by many dancers that the, the moment where they jump up for the first time, apparently if you put a ruler underneath them on the television, they are all at exactly the same height. Is this Thriller mm. or... Thriller. Moonwalker. Thriller. Thriller. Yeah. Mm. Right. Apparently they are all at exactly the same height when right. they jump. Right. And it just reminded that's you know, again, just talking about performance and dedication mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Something that's maybe not so necessary now. Yeah. I don't know. There are some actors who prefer to do stuff and do stuff until it is absolutely perfect. Mm. Um, oh, I'm sure there are plenty of musical actors who you haven't heard of who True. didn't put that much effort into it, and that's why you haven't heard of them. Yeah. And True. I think the actors in this day and age, you know, the, the bit of eye candy on the screen won't be remembered as the actor who can encapsulate a character and drag an audience in to a film which you are going to be remembered in years to come no, in she the did same show me her tits yeah in the same <laughs> way they were nice they were nice but we're going to forget about them because there's another pair of tits in Heat magazine next week or is it? in Heat oh. um, blimey but the, heat. racy <laughs> yeah, Heat goes racy um, but yeah that's, that's what they're going to be remembered for and I think to actually just to jump in and say that this is great filmmaking this is when filmmaking was great and all films were amazing. no they weren't no, not but I'm not, I'm not saying that yeah. that you're saying yeah. that but I've heard so many people say right. you know to, to grab onto it and as a younger, they don't make them like this they don't make them like this thing, anymore yeah. that sort of phrase which is what those kind of words were the things that shoved me as far away from this sort of film as physically possible because it's what the fuck do you know grandma mm-hmm. but you know it's like <laughs> I don't want to watch this because you like it and because you're arrogant about it. And for it. the same reason that our <laughs> grandchildren will not want to watch The Return or mm. something like that. <laughs> they'll, they'll be a completely different niche when that comes around. Or Star mm. Wars or whatever. No, but people will always want to watch Star Wars. Well, we will it's, see. It's about so. that people will always be disappointed with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's about getting your head around as well. Like we were saying about what can films do for you and about the whole um, how what you're going to be watching in this film is not... And what the the list of things that you're supposed to be watching. You know, now you go, you see, and you're going to be watching an entertaining film with whoever's in it, 
how well they perform, how well it's delivered, what the what the direction is and everything else, what the story is, how good the story is and everything. And the list of what you're looking for now in a good film is completely different to what you were looking for it, yeah. back then. Mm. And it's certainly standards have changed. Do you know what I mean? Not, standards not have changed. Better, not not gone higher. Or, yeah, a different changed, standard. Yeah. Not a, not wanted, a higher standard. They wanted glamour. They wanted an attractive male star, attractive female star. They wanted big numbers. They wanted beautiful costumes. I mean, a lot of it. I mean, I said it earlier. A lot of it was about escapism about yeah. that time as well. Whereas now we've got intimate political pieces that mm. remind us of this. They just wanted a big. But I think they're actually th- things that make us notice what's going on around us because some of us have switched off so much. Yeah. You mm. need to watch it on film. Go. Oh yeah, that is happening. Yeah, I do yeah, feel shit yeah. about it actually. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. See what you started, Rich. Look what I know it's good. <laughs> Certainly, I think it's 1950s. It's you know, it's still about ten years after World War Two. Exactly. And it's, it's still, you know, it's still that. that. 52? Did you say? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, a, well, it's a couple of years after. But people have started to cheer up and started to have that. Uh, yeah. Um, yearning to have a bit of fun mm. and yeah. look positively towards the future, and it's. An interesting one, this, because this film's looking backwards, yeah. not looking forwards. It's an old period it piece. Period set piece early yeah. on. <clears throat> See, it's from, it's from the school of filmmaking where a film is something that you just enjoy. Yeah. That, you know, th- this is where you and I clash on our taste in films quite mm-hmm. a lot, is that I quite happily watch films that are just there to be enjoyed. And I can quite happily watch a film without wondering about the metaphor of what's in the box and what does the box <laughs> represent and what does it mean that we never found out what was in the box and said can we just watch a film can we just watch a film that I'll just not think which is about why you are by your dumb yeah. mm. I must play that one, <laughs> because it's this long-running joke that Biodome's there. It's never been out the box. It may as well still be in the cellophane. I just think that this film is one of the equivalents of what Biodome is to you. It's an entertainment thing. It's about going yeah, and having it, a smile just, put on your here's face. Here's some good songs and watch him dance. Isn't that good? Ah, oh, you can run up the wall and it's funny now. And that's it. There, aren't you happy? There's no. It, it's good and it's skillful to go on an emotional roller coaster and fill it full of metaphor and all these sorts of things, and that has its place. But can you always be asked? Mm. That's the trouble I have with it. Sometimes you just want to watch Juice Bigelow. True, <laughs> very true. true. You know, I, I don't. Requiem for a Dream is an awesome piece of artwork. Yes, it's. Uh, but yes. I don't need it every Friday night. No. I don't. I don't need to sit down on a Friday night and go, here's something that's really going to make you feel sad. <laughs> Way, bring it on! I'm just too fucking happy! <laughs> I was just having be curled a t- up in a ball constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fetal. Oh my god, no! Incidentally, we will be doing it. It is coming soon. There's oh, like God. four threads God. on the forum now. Yeah. Look before you post. Yes. <laughs> Look yeah. before you post. Look yeah. before you post. But this is, this is a film that, that really does have the power to cheer you up. It's fair to say that I had a fairly abysmal day this Wednesday. Likewise, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I was thinking I need to be distracted by something and I actually requested Singing in the Rain to go on because I thought well, it's just a nice innocuous little thing that's going to make me feel better yeah. than I do right now. Yeah, it's like and, a- and not many films on our shelves can I point to and say, yeah, that one's going to make me feel better. Yeah. Can all of the ones I put there. <laughs> yeah, right, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, me and Mike were apprehensive about watching this last night. Just, yeah. Uh, can't be asked to. Uh, turned it on. It was just like within five minutes I was pissing myself. It's just like, yeah, this is meant, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was the it's the humour that gets me with this film because to be, I, I'm, I'm notorious for hate, 
hating musicals with a passion. And you know, I generally don't like musicals. Uh, you know, there are a couple of exceptions: Little Shop of Horrors and um, maybe uh, the Blues Brothers. But that's a debatable musical. Is it really a musical? Oh, no, it's a, a musical. Uh, I'd say it's a musical. musical. We have to get. Well, I'll get into musical subgenre in a minute. <laughs> okay. Oh, subgenres. We're talking about genres now. We're going to bring some hybrids into Michael the conversation as well. Talking about films and Richard Lovett. Yeah. Blues Brothers and Little Shop of Horrors, but generally. I absolutely hate them and I probably would have hated this film um, if it hadn't been so fucking funny to be mm. perfectly honest I've laughed out loud so many times I know you didn't have the same sort of reaction to it as I did but it was really really funny and the part where, where and not to go all flossing on you here but the, the part where it just got dragged me out was the yeah. towards the end and you, both you and me just suddenly got distracted it's the Broadway sequence the Broadway um, sequence it goes on far too long it's about Six, seven minutes long or something It's like? very long. It, it felt it like 20 even, minutes. Yeah, it, it felt like 20 minutes. We were talking about this earlier as well. I mean, we watched this independent of each other, but I got up at exactly the same moment yeah. as you and walked away from this. We're just and like, I, what, where's this going? Yeah. What's the point of this? Where does this fit into the rest of the story? If it was a bit and snappy, then... You know, it could have gone away with it, but yeah. it went on and on. That and might on. that might have been different for uh, uh, the audience at the time, where True. the narrative isn't again high on the shopping list. But in you know, for me, that just completely dragged me out of the piece. I yeah. didn't want to watch it. And then the end, the actual, the final sequence is quite good and yeah. does bring you back into the film. But there's just this but little detour it takes. It's just a shame. That yeah, is. that's, I mean, that's I, I thought... there to satisfy the people who were there to see the dancing. Mm. And, the, and people do. My what, mother seven or eight loves that sequence. Dancers before, which didn't that, 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 that whole of... sequence with uh, Sid Charisse. Yeah. She, that's mean, her favourite part of the film. It is a beautiful, beautiful part of the film. It's beautifully yeah. lit. It's on a beautiful stage and it's that, beautifully danced. Yeah, I thought that was beautiful. It, it, I really it's did stunning. love that bit. But Gene no, Kelly just... ideally wanted to make a film. His ambition was to make a film that was all dance. He was a dancer. Yeah, and I that, think he would have liked Sid Charisse all the way he through. He did eventually do it, and nobody went to watch it because nobody else wanted no. to see a film that was all dance. Uh, so things like this were somewhat of an allowance towards him, I think. Right, and happened more so in other films. If you ever sit down to watch an American in Paris first hour's brilliant and then the rest of the fucking movie is like that right I've never seen the end I've seen the first like 45 minutes to an hour loads of times and then it gets to that you're just off because mm. you don't care right and it this is where you get into subgenre now because you look at what role the music performs within the film so you've got the type of film where it's basic it's almost a ballet on film where yeah, yeah. This this is what it goes into. That's the, a little that sequence. Like. Did, it was the, a little ballet. The ballet. Mm. More ballet and it, it's it, yeah. just all told expressively through dance. I'm sure we know some people who would appreciate that quite a lot. But granted, none of those people are in this room. And we'll we'll see when thing. I get to it. <laughs> the problem the problem I had was it was just totally disjointed. You know, we've already yeah. seen him fall in love with the uh, the woman of his dreams and this that the other. We've already we've already had the whole story, and this is just like a little bit. Added on, a and story, it is yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, it, absolutely irrelevant. Well, it, it's given its relevance by him saying, "Well, this is the kind of movie I've got in my head. I want to do sort of a dream sequence bit yeah. where we do this dancing." So that's how it's set up to us, and that's, then we're just sort of given that, and yeah. it just but felt it, it like you, it was just you know. shoved towards you and didn't really have a, um, an elemental part of the story to tell. It was just like, "Yeah, we're going to do this for a bit of a laugh, actually." 
yeah. sit through it. We'll be back with you in ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. This was like, in though. Jean's contract. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, I'm sorry. Didn't know where. It's like if I have to act ne- opposite Debbie Reynolds, I can get to dance with Sid Charisse for five minutes, and you are gonna fucking like it. That's it. <laughs> You've got the whole piece. Very good. You know what I mean. Um, and you're given the motivation. I want a dream sequence, but there is no motivation within the dream sequence. Exactly. Who's this woman? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little woman. ballet within itself. Yeah, and it's, it's like, so? It's the bit where everybody drifts. Yeah. Everybody yeah. switches off a bit at that point, and you have to realise it is only six or seven minutes and stick with it. Really, I might have fast-forwarded through it the other night yeah. had it not sort of had to be on. I just don't, mm. yeah, again, I just stress that that bit with her dress and the colours on the steps is... Gorgeous. It it's almost the, looks as if it's a flat floor. I've seen on film. I mm. really do. I think it's mm. fantastic. But nah. <laughs> nah, nah. We have a different. There's a couple of other different musical types within it. You've got uh, the point where the song is there to progress the story, mm. where it's yep. part of the plot. And then you Ooh, have Guys and Dolls is a good musical. Guys and Dolls is a good one. Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals in general are sort of mainly that. I've mm. never yeah. sat... Each song tells one. a story. E- each mm. song is part of the story. Yeah. If it weren't there, there would have to be dialogue covering that, the lyrics well, of the song. This isn't like that, Whereas is there? Whereas a great deal of this isn't like that. But there is a nice mix. There's the occasional... There's the, the plot-moving songs like Good Morning and Make Them Laugh, which is well, somewhat... D- weren't you saying... Do you think Good Morning's already... a plot mover? Yeah, I just that's... thought it was three mates having a bit of a laugh well, in the house. That, no, no, and no, then no, you've got you the revelation that... that comes after it. But is it to do with the song? No, but what you said in the car was all these songs were written before and they wrote the film around yeah. the songs. So therefore, mm. if you're writing, you know, if you're putting songs in to progress the piece, surely you're writing them within the writing. Yeah. That, that's supposed so to write in the action around. So that's, for, that's why they kind of... A good example of that yeah. sort of thing is Disney films. Right. Uh, they do that a lot. I mean, the later Disney films, before they stopped doing them all together, were West End plays. Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King have become West End plays. Yeah, mm. definitely. And they were written by Broadway songwriters. And so a lot of those are story progressing sort of songs. Within those, you'd always get the sort of can't, just can't wait to be king sort of Buzzly, bu- oh, Buzzby, possibly the special. last good Disney film. Lion King. Punchback mm. of Notre Dame, the overlooked one. It was fucking awesome. Mm. It really was, but never. never went anywhere that was the one they did after Lion King then they went into Hercules and then they had to get Steve Jobs in <laughs> pretty much after that and the last animated Disney film was uh, was it called Home on the Range a musical about cows starring Roseanne and John Goodman uh, almost straight to video It was they lost it Disney they blew it big time so this. even the cartoons can't do it very well now well they could but they, they I think they lost it because of a stu- an internal studio thing of bad choices bad creative on. choices mm. oh god who's the guy that's Cars is is Cars Disney Pixar it's Pixar Disney Pixar yeah, yeah see there, there were mass in fact there were Issues with the head of Disney, actually. I seem to it, it's a weird thing, because now the major head guy at Disney is Steve Jobs, who is the major head guy of Pixar. And Disney and Pixar now make all Disney films. So really, you're watching a Pixar film. And it's weird, because we used to have the yearly Pixar film event, your Toy Story, your Finding Nemo, and now there's just 8 million a year. Every time you turn on the TV, there's another film about another small animated cute creature that has to go on an adventure of some kind. And it sort of lost it. 
they've they're not going to do another musical again. I don't think. Good, you know. <laughs> but the ones they did what about do for were your awesome. kids, though, man. No? Oh, no, you're, I didn't even right. like them when I was a kid. Oh, man. you're just the word Watch the return. The word. <laughs> we'll watch word, the return. And we'll go the, the word Disney makes me want to go watch a Sarah Kane play. It's that bad. It's like I don't know. The Jungle Book's very dear to me as yeah. something that I had in my oh, childhood yeah, and it. stuff like that. You know, all all the old stuff. The way I see old stuff, anyway. No, that was the, the sort of you, your older classic Disney stuff, yeah. like your Jungle Book, Hundred One Dalmatians, Lady and the Tramp, all that sort of thing. Well, they sort of I had the vinyl yeah. versions at home. Was that Robin Hood, uh, a Disney film? The Disney's Robin Hood. Disney's Robin Hood. Yes. <laughs> made by Disney. Made by Disney. That was good. I like that. <laughs> that was good. But that was even when they sort of, they sort of lost their way with those that stint of films with the Robin Hood and that that weren't really musicals in the same way that they had been before, mm. and that they became again. It was when they did the. We, Analyzing Disney now. This is yeah. okay. It's this when is, they did The Little Mermaid that things start. It was Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and it was just every year another Disney film, and it was spectacular. And then one year we went and we sat through Hercules and came out and went, Well, that's all over then. And it was. Because <laughs> yeah. Hercules was a bag of wank. Suddenly we've got to draw people funny and all this. And they'd been developing this sort of mix of hand drawn animation and CG. That most starts evident in, in Aladdin, the sort of, and yeah, and came to fruition in Aladdin. That was building in these spectacular shots and these massive scapes of animation. It was again that, using CG, just the correct. right amount, just the right yeah. to enhance what was there rather than to co- totally create what was there. Mm. Yeah. And they were building up to something that could have been a legacy that carried them through the next ten years or so, but just fucked it up. And I think that was just internal decisions within the studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't help that one of the main guys who was writing all the stuff, I think his name was Alan Menken, died at one point halfway through uh, Aladdin, the main uh, lyrical writer. So they got Tim Rice to finish it off as well. And then because they had Tim Rice for Lion King, they got Elton John in. And then it was all about oh, who can, what big name can we get in to do the music? And before you know it, you've gone down that road and Phil Collins is doing Tarzan. <laughs> And nobody ain't gonna see it. <laughs> what a strange concept. You know, what, oh how goodness. did we get from Aladdin to Phil Collins? Dad Rock. Dad Rock. <laughs> dad Rock of My the dad Middle doesn't East. doesn't listen to Phil Collins anymore. And they just became films with songs featured in them and that sort of thing. And they lost it. They just lost it. But Singing in the Rain. To bring it back. To bring it back. There's also, um, as. Kelly pointed out to me actually the other day there's actually a quite cynical reading that you can take into um, Singing in the Rain in that the the uh, the courtship sequence on the soundstage has he's actually has to make he has to he can't do it in the real world and he can't yeah I know that, romance that her in the it, yeah. World, yeah, yeah he can't romance her in the real world so he's got to sort of bring her into He's got to use the stage lights. It's a very cunning way of getting away from a very bland wall (laughs) into a beautiful, fantastic... Some progressing the plot. Thank you. It is, but you could also take the other reading into it. I don't remember the song. What is the song? That's the... You Were Meant For Me. Yeah, you see, that was a bit insipidly sappy. And and that's the kind of thing that disengages me. Yeah, I always lose it around that part It's one of my least favourite numbers in the whole thing. Which is why I I quite enjoyed looking at it, thinking, actually, you can't interact in the real world, can you? You have to to drag her into this fantasy. He's so disgruntled when she sort of gives him a load of shit when he's in the car with her. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, he can't, he can't handle it. Yeah, he meets her by accident. He's being mobbed by his founders on the street, needs so to get away, jumps, and jumps in into car. the nearest car. And he's like, well, don't you recognise me and all this? And um, she, she, no, well, I don't, she know. I don't have a clue. That, she well, does. She reads she the equivalent of Heat magazine, yeah, doesn't she? She yeah. knows exactly who he is and who he's supposed to go out with. All, all of his films. films. Yeah, she's a proper mega fan, but she... She handles herself ever so well yeah, around somebody who she's a fan away. of. He's so he doesn't know what the hell to do, does he? No, because she's just giving him all this shit and telling him to piss off. <laughs> yeah, imagine he probably pulled just by walking into a bar and not even have to go. Aye, yeah. well, the man gets yeah. mobbed on the street. Is yeah. Don't it's, you recognise me? Yeah, when he rushes into what happens, she ends up doing a gig. Yeah, that's what came out there. She was. Playing a, uh, in a cabaret at a big Hollywood party he was at, she sees him, runs off embarrassed because she's told him that she's an actress on the stage, that sort of thing. Mm, yeah, he runs into actress. the dressing room afterwards, says, have you seen Kathy?" And all the girls are there like, no, is there anything we can help you with? Yeah. What's You're he like, quick on the way out? He says, I don't think we've got I, time to find out. Yeah, I haven't got time, time to, to find, find out. out. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and you hear like, <laughs> but if she's not out there, you girls just wait here, I'll be back in ten. Yeah. But he you does know. that thing outside when he's running after, he's like, oh, shall I go back in? No, yeah. actually, I'm not going to go yeah, for a second mates, prize they'll probably, they'll probably check. Tell her. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> I've never <laughs> fucked a ten. I fucked five twos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's up? That's George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin. Yeah. Yeah. I've had five two <laughs> in one night. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. it's clearly he can't have a relationship with Lena because she is the idiot her. that everybody thinks that she is. You know, yeah. we get that shot of him when he's just been blown up for the last time. He goes over and asks her out. And she just completely Not interested looks at him with yeah. that look of, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> what, the, a stuntman? Yeah. And then as soon as he says that, the head of the studio comes over and it's like, this is the guy we've been telling you about. Oh, it's you. We've got, to get, we've got some major projects for you like that. And goes back over and so are you busy? And she, yeah. And, oh, that's funny. I, I'm busy tonight as well now. Sorry. <laughs> and walks away. And it's from that moment on that we see she's absolutely captivated with him. Yeah. But he's clocked her for what she is right away. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. definitely. He's, he's she, the the everyday guy working within the system. She tries to be smart though, doesn't she? Because well, she does play them for a while. She does, mm. she does, and she's quite smart with the studio about how yeah. she protects herself because I think there's an awareness in her that she can't act and that she is going to be replaced. Mm. But she starts getting a little bit canny with her contract and. Yeah. Bringing up the legal aspects of it all, which make you think, hang on a minute, you're not as green as your cabbage looking, as we say in Yorkshire. <laughs> um, you, you know what's going on, don't you, girl? You, you're trying to assert yourself here yeah. a little bit. And lo- she ends up hanging herself, really, which is rather but, splendid. you know, she does a desperate play and she kind of nearly gets away with it. She does. Obviously, she was never going to get away with it. I love the idea that she can sue them for the studio. yeah. I'd love that if a Hollywood actor could do that now, on the on the grounds that she can she it's in her contract she can promote herself how she sees fit to, and if not she can sue them for sums of money up to the price of the studio and that sort of thing. You can just imagine a Hollywood actor going now I'm going to have 
you print what I want you to about me, or I'm going to take off Universal from you. There you go. <laughs> and sue you for uni- for Warner Brothers. There. Ha. Quite a crazy subject, but, yeah. you know, mm. it could happen in those days. Indeed. <laughs> <coughs> There's me. also uh, the moment when, um, when we were talking about the film within the film and, uh, and, and as an analysis of Hollywood, and no one can really... You know, one of the best things that Hollywood's good at is making films about Hollywood because they know an awful lot about it. And the, I love the sequence where they're in the theatre watching the film for the first time. With the, the sound with on. With the sound, <laughs> and the sound goes out of sync, and the dialogue's yeah, atrocious, yeah. and all of that you stuff. You can know. hear people offset walking yeah. you know, doof, 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 across the floor. And the pearls and everything. Yeah, and, you know, I, that, I, I love the comments from the extras as well. This is the worst film I've ever seen ever. <laughs> I love you, I love you, I love you. Which screenwriter got paid for that? <laughs> Which is so such a tricky matter to do because if you're going to write bad dialogue and slag off bad dialogue within your screenplay you've got to make damn sure your dialogue is shit hot (laughs) and ironically all those comments from the extras became part of the posters for Pearl Harbor (laughs) 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 that was the worst film I've ever seen ever (laughs) someone someone gets paid for writing this dialogue (laughs) I'm not sure I'd call it ironic, but, you know, I'll see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So I think we're going to a natural ebb now. Yes. I don't know. How, let, how, let's talk about the... I've got lots of other things to talk about. You might have ten minutes. Oh, possibly, that's, that's, if you we want haven't it. even talked about the singing in the rain. Let's talk about... Oh. We've got half a movie to talk about here. <laughs> So we have to deal with how she actually deals with the fact that she can't sing and dance and that sort of thing. Yeah, you so like this, don't you? Over the course of the film, he's getting it on with Debbie Reynolds, uh, and she can sing and dance. And so what they decide to well, do... Cosmo comes up with the idea. Yeah, what he comes up with the idea of is having Lena on film and use Kathy to replace her voice. Again, uh, they use somebody to dub Kathy's voice in the real making of the film, which is all a bit. It's just so it's layers a, of Millie Vanilli. A dub of a dub. It's a dub of a dub of a dub of a dub. Reggae. I, yeah. I don't know what we're on anymore. No. Um, so, yeah, th- that's one of those things. So they begin to dub her, and of course, it's all gone to pot when they try and keep her away from the public because they know as soon as she speaks to the public. The whole game's over. They know what she sounds like. Yeah. And, of course, they let her hang herself. Well, that's it, because she's such a big success at the end of the film. She's like, I want to make a speech, and all mm. this. So they're just like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, make a We're speech. not um, exposing you to be the stupid-voiced idiot that you are. You're going to do it for us, really? You're going to let us off the hook? Yeah. And, and the uh, comments again from the audience. Hey, she didn't sound like that in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. Sing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dance, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dance. They, so they so they then get um, Debbie Reynolds to do the voice behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And there's a lovely shot actually, where um, what's her name? Keep forgetting the name. Lena. Bond. Lena is singing at the front of the stage, and then you've got the side shot, you can see the curtain, you can see Debbie Reynolds stood exactly behind her yeah. singing. It's just I just thought it was a really nice shot. I know it's obvious, but yeah. I just think it looks ace. There are a lot of spectacular shots in this movie. Going back to the singing in the rain bit, 
Mm. My favourite shot is, the whole movie. This is sort of the crossover between the song that progresses the plot and the song that is there for a song's sake. This is a song that tells us how the character is feeling. True. If it wasn't there, this would be replaced by a conversation between him and Cosmo, probably. It's it's a nice little... It's showing us that he's in love with her and their relationship is developing nicely. And, and he sings is. because he's happy. Yeah, mm. and it's It doesn't raining, matter that he's raining, shit. he's yeah. happy. He had a 103-degree fever the day they filmed that. He this was dying. Mm. Really? Yes. Mm. And he let How them... How many takes did he do? This, he went on and on and on and on and on <laughs> and would not stop until it was perfect. They even put milk in the water to... Make to make up. it show up better on camera. So not only was he being drenched, but he was being drenched in stuff that stank. Yeah. <laughs> and his suit shrank. His suit, yeah, shrank. his suit shrank. It was difficult well. for him to dance in. He probably got chafing on his inner thighs. Oh, um, it's a really, really powerful piece. And that shot, that one sort of rising shot that comes up and above his face as he spreads his arms out and smiles. Big crane shot. Is mm. absolutely wonderful, and yeah. you know, yeah, for that one shot, yeah, yeah, that line is just yeah. beautiful. That the shot when he jumps upon the lamppost and he's hanging off with his umbrella. There's a couple there. There is, I think, and the, and the copper at the end. I love the copper just being stood there, and he's like, I'm, "I'm going to arrest I'd, you if yeah, you don't I'd, stop dancing in the street." And I was thinking, you know, if that happened these hate. days, you know, get on the floor, bang, 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 bang. What? He looked a bit brown. No, no, fairness, it's off to special... Stop, stop, this will be on YouTube later. Don't be daft. Bang, bang. (laughs) It'd be uh, two two social workers and a psychiatrist ready to cart somebody off for sectioning if they were dancing and singing in the street like that these days. We found this guy in the street. (laughs) We thought we'd kill him. (laughs) (laughs) What was he doing? Dancing and singing. It's in LA, it's the LAPD. I'm I'm sure he mentioned (laughs) something about blowing something up. (laughs) Oh my God, speaking of which, has anyone seen Inside Man yet? No. This guy, he's, he's a Sikh. Yeah, and he's one of the hostages. He's tracked outside, and one of the covers goes, Holy shit, it's an arrow! Shoot! <laughs> it's fucking Yeah, but dark. the scene after is working as well, when he's complaining to me. He's like, I bet you can't... But yeah, you have no problem getting a taxi, though. It's like, yeah, I suppose that's the upside. Because <laughs> yeah. they make him take his turban off, don't they? Yeah, so, he wants yeah. it back on, but they're all... He goes, Someone called me an arrow! It's like, no, they didn't. You didn't hear that at all. It's mm. just, oh, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Fuck. That was, that. That was uh, Spike Lee's political little jingle in there. <laughs> this film's got no politics, I'm just going to shove it in. But it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Sorry, it was just what you were talking about, but getting yeah. beaten up. <laughs> now we only bomb brown people. Not because they're cutting in on our action, just because they're brown. <laughs> George Carlin. George <laughs> Carlin. You haven't listened to any. Listen to some. Yeah. Yeah. Google Video's full of it. <laughs> There's hours of full shows of his on Google Video. I mean, he's been 50 years of showbiz. Yeah. There's a lot. And his stuff is nicely political, actually. Yeah. Mm. It yeah. really does hold a mirror up in places. Mm. It's one of those, and uh, he's still Rufus from Bill and Ted, and always will be. <laughs> I don't know. Rufus, oh, Rufus, they do get better. <laughs> <laughs> singing in the rain. <clears throat> singing in the rain. Gene Kelly was notoriously a bastard to work with. Uh, Debbie Reynolds said, "I've been through childbirth several times, and the most painful thing I ever did in my life was make singing in the rain." 
Donald O'Connor said, the only thing I was worried about was getting something slightly wrong and the following bollocking that would come from Gene Kelly. In so many words, he clearly didn't say the word bollocking. Yes. Mm. Um, well, but that's possibly what cynically made him says what it he worked. Was. He, yeah. There were a lot of people making musicals and a lot of very talented and skilled people, and he was clearly the best by a very long way. Leon loved him. Yeah. That's Leon it. Did. That whole, if you've ever seen that film with him dancing on the roller skates, fucking awesome. You can do that. I can do that. He put me on roller skates and tell me to dance. I'm on my ass. I am I, not. I actually I am not can do that. Gracefully. Um, oh, you can, can't you? I yeah. forgot that. I am it. Hang on a minute. Mike yeah. Yeah. can yeah. dance yeah. on roller skates. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, no, I want to no, see no, that. No, no. Mike used to ice dance. Oh, no, I want to see all of this shit. I want to <laughs> see it. Okay. There must be photos of you in an outfit. I think there's a home video somewhere. Wow. Solo or uh, pairs oh, and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my His God. It's amazing. <laughs> no, while all the lads were kicking around footballs, I was dancing with hot women. <laughs> Damn. No, I used that one as well. I used that one. My mum was a dancing teacher when I was younger. I used to have dancing lessons. I have grade one modern tap and ballet. Bullshit. Seriously. Of the, all the people, the that's more surprising than Mike. I've got grade one tap. Have you? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I had my own tap shoes. That's why I've seen Singing in the Rain so much. Well, I, I can do eight of... hours on the dance floor down at Back to Basics, but I can't tap. <laughs> That's it. Do you know what a time step is? I, I haven't do. a clue, but I can put <laughs> eight hours in on Back step to Basics. Is? Craig probably has heard of that <laughs> if you've done tap. Been many years ago. Many years. Well, it was for me as well. But you'd always be made fun of and think, no, no, no. I'm the one stood in a room full of 40 <laughs> girls every Which Saturday morning. Yeah, exactly. You sit at home and watch Airwolf. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's the sad tosser, mate? Huh? Huh? And then you grow up and realise that most male dancers are gay. <laughs> and, but they really uh, shouldn't be. If you weren't you, you'd make fun of you as exactly. well. But it's they a, shouldn't be, you're it's right. It's not a choice of going into a muddy field and getting piled on by 20 burly lads or holding a beautifully curvy woman in your arms and the rugby skating. players should be the gay ones yeah <laughs> they like getting jumped on by big men that yeah, well they sense. say football is you know hooligans what is it gentlemen's game played by hooligans and rugby is a hooligans game played by repressed homosexuals <laughs> <laughs> rugby players of the world <laughs> I just want to make this uh, statement we I'm 12 feet tall <laughs> Make Joe Lenomu look like a fucking pussy. <laughs> Bring it on. I will now go hide. I'm going to follow Saddam's example. I'm going to hide at the back of the dance class now. <laughs> in your tutu. And, well, ta- and tap to myself in the corner. Follow Saddam's example. What? Get found and killed. <laughs> hide in a small hole and grow a beard. <laughs> and get publicly humiliated. One step at a time, Mike. One step at a time. I might try and interweave my beard into a noose to save time. <laughs> The sad thing is that was probably a joke when he went in the hole and the person who owned the hole said, what are you going to do down there? And he went, ha, I've really just grown a beard or something. We got him. <laughs> what was he going to say? Yeah, male dancers are built like brick shit out. Because you've got to say, Gene Kelly himself is an awesomely built person. Or Well, he's dead now, but was awesomely built. One of his earlier films where he appeared with his shirt off was not released on the grounds it was considered too erotic and sexual. It's because he was... <laughs> seriously. To who? Be, You're the male dancers? Be, to the studio. <laughs> right. To the, the, the audience team. of the yeah. late 40s. Because 
he was fucking defined. Was it? He was. You love him, don't you? Little bit. Little bit. He's six foot tall and built by the same firm that did Stonehenge. (laughs) (laughs) Ripped. That's it. So yeah, do the dance. It's good. It is good. Because I have no upper body strength now, it's quite pitiful. I've got some lovely saggy man boobs. I'm cultivating (laughs) quite nicely there. On your pigeon chest. On my pigeon chest. There's an image for you. Fair enough, you'll get a photo. Pigeon breast. And, and with that, I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, on we? that bombshell. On that bombshell. Where are we for time? An hour. We're at an Way. hour. Yeah. Bumper issue. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, Goodbye yeah. to all those people who switch off before this bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people... Do. Oh, they've finished. Sorry, I'm done now. It we'll, was we'll a musical anyway. We'll just keep subliminally interweaving it into we're the middle. Fun. I quite like doing yeah. that with Make It Solo, because we keep getting that in the middle yeah mix it up mix the the new housekeeping in the middle keep people on the toes it's like well hang on I can't do 20 more minutes of housekeeping can I damn I'm going to have to listen to it (laughs) I think the transition of podcast it's a subject (laughs) 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 so you can go and vote for us on podcast alley that's a website where you vote for podcasts we're asking you to vote yeah you know just if you would like to go ahead you know and if you don't we hate you <laughs> Did I just undo what you were doing there, Craig? Yeah. <laughs> so, totally. Sorry. You know, it wasn't even uh, gently undoing my zip. It was just ripping it open Superman style. <laughs> Would you like me to tenderly unzip you? Please. <laughs> so, Do you two play rugby? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, okay. yeah, me and Richard are dancers here, and no gay references coming out of the sand. Yeah, we win. we win. We win. I'm going home alone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're all partnered off, Alison. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you would like to vote, then do. It's, it, it, you know, yeah. We like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the forums, then? Well, Come and join the forums, like. There's been heat recently. Oh, there has. There's been fire in the belly. Um, <laughs> shout outs to Owen, to Gobby, to our little one. And, no, I uh, spoke to Owen on, on MSMS Messenger so the other I. night, and within two lines of speech, I was trying to sell him a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's all apologise to sorry, Owen on your that's behalf. That's what happens when you talk to me. So, yeah, said, let's... Hi, hi, I made me mean to say hi. Uh, do you know about computers? Oh, God, another one. <laughs> Buy a Mac. It's like when we, went, when we filmed that uh, video we did down south and we all went for a Chinese meal afterwards and I got sat next to someone I'd never met before at the table who was just appearing in the video for five minutes and the first thing he says was, Ah, you'll be able to sort out my wife's laptop. No, mate. <laughs> no, I'll be able to turn round slightly in my chair. And ignore you for the <laughs> That's the prawn crackers. That's the prawn crackers. I won't fix your fucking wife's PC. That's not my job, and I don't care. Anyway. As if I knew his wife. Cost you. Anyway, hello, the- Owen. And hello, 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 Linton. And hello, Gobby. And who else have we had recently? Simon Denson's always... Steve72. Hello. 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 I'm always a little Hello. cautious of the ones with numbers in the name because I think they're spam. Yeah, but he's not. He's no, talked a few times. That's oh, not, right, spam. not spam. No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. All, all new joiners, thank you for joining us. Yeah. If we haven't said your name, we're sorry. We'll give and you a shout out soon. Yeah. Should be more prominent and stick in our minds. Really, it's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> Another way. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, another way to make yourself known to us is um, sign on to um, myspace.com forward slash movies you should see. Add us as a friend. Give us a comment or two, a message if you uh, want to be a bit more private about it. Um, <laughs> add our individual profiles. We're all on there. We're all waiting for your call. <laughs> oh, Skype, also, Skype, fact, Skype, Skype! Oh, I don't know the number and I can't look it up because we don't have a computer here But it's right on now. our website. Simply Go to our webpage. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> simplysyndicated.com slash movies you should see. And there's a phone number on there. Phone us, leave us an audio We comment. haven't had an audio We've not played for one for a while. There are some stored up. So, yeah. Uh, but obviously we don't have the technology and, here in the bar. And, and if you would like to do a review... Yeah, we've forgot all about film. that. We've had a couple of guest appearances before now. Um, I've one for a while. One particular film that you would really like to review. Send us in an audio bite of five to ten minutes or so. Five to ten minutes. Of, a, a, a little sort of synopsis view of your, a review of your own favourite film and we'll incorporate that into the, one of our shows for you. I think if you go back and listen to, listen to the Swingers episode. That's yes, in the Which store. might be in the store. Go and buy the Swingers episode. <laughs> Before I get the email, GMAC cannot have a share of that. If there is any money made from that, there's no point in me sending you a check for 78 pence. Um, also, actually, while we're on the subject of our store, right, those of you who might know, we don't know really the actual figures as to what this did for us, but we did a special student night about our show at Bretton Hall College the other week. And in that, as part of the night, we had some T-shirts to give away. Now then, what that means is that I have an inexpensive source of T-shirts. Right? Cheaper than we I'm had before. This. Cheaper, none of this spreadshirt, other website bollocks, an actual store that was making them. So, there are going to be T-shirts for sale soon. Right? Special movies you should see T-shirts. But they're only going to come out on pre-order first, right? Does that make sense? If we get them in pack, if we get yes, them in Richard. bundles of fifty, it makes sense. Richard. If we get yes, them in bundles Richard. of fifty, then they're cheaper for everybody. So I think they're going to be. Did we say fifteen quid? Yep, fifteen quid. If you would like a movies you should see T-shirt, email me and let email. me know that you would like. A movies you should see t-shirts and let's get pictures of you quid. in your t-shirts on the forum in yes we'd really like random that, places yeah. or really random poses and we'll get them on myspace and stuff like that as well and that's if you actually want one and are willing to buy it because we've well, done so, you know 15 quid isn't much for the social status to wearing a movie you should well see like, exactly you know it's not I it's extremely have... good value i think <laughs> i find <laughs> I have a whole At this point, line you're abusing sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> whole line of merchandise is actually planned now. I've gone and priced stuff up. We know we can get t-shirts, polo shirts, sweatshirts, and beanie hats. Okay. Oh, possibly now, I, I'm excited about beanie pants. hats. I want pants. Pants. Possibly lunch boxes. Pants. Faces on them. <laughs> 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 Shameless not merchandise. outwards, need the back of you. <laughs> Inwards. You want Craig's face in your pants? <laughs> it's going to cost you a couple of quid. Now, that's okay. actually slightly more expensive than it would cost to get Craig's face in your pants. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, you're a cheap <laughs> date. You only need to ask nicely. Yeah. All the money will be going towards 
helping us to continue with the show really helping me out with yeah. server space yeah. and petrol and all the stuff like that. Just we were able to afford a new microphone stand and a couple of new cables no we weren't I bought them <laughs> there's a great difference between us simply syndicated being able to afford them and me going out and buying it and sorry but yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry big plans you know. we, need, oh. we need we have a store you can go and buy stuff and it really helps us out if you go and buy stuff and it's all really good there's going to be a new store soon but don't wait for that just go and buy shit now right now we're rambling okay. now let's just go let's get out of here uh, watch singing in the rain if you haven't yeah it'll, it'll thing, proper cheer well. you up honest yeah. it really will oh we've missed the other podcast that I was going to talk oh, about quickly get it out get out get out get out, get out, get out. We, Weekend watchers, me and Alison. Us two. Us two. Yeah. On the website, go and look. It'll probably be weekendwatchers.libsyn.com slash RSS. Actually, that's a lie. No, it won't be. Just go and just go and find us on there. By the time you hear this, there will be an episode of it for you to go and listen to. And your time ends now. Goodbye.